Welcome, Internet friends, to Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast. It's great to have you back. Yes, welcome. Come on into our studio and make yourself comfortable as we share another history of a wonderful old song from our church heritage. We study and relate these wonderful old melodies and heartfelt words from our Christian brothers and sisters that have gone on to heaven before us. We hope and pray our focus on these songs will show them in a new light that highlights the message behind the words given to these authors by their creator. Now, while these songs are not scripture, they are songs inspired by scripture and by the leadership of the Holy Spirit in the lives of those servants of God that authored them. This week, we are looking at a song that proclaims the joy and excitement that is present in our experience of the salvation of our eternal souls from a damnation we deserved in punishment for our sin. Our song this week is Saved, 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 and it goes like this. I found a friend who is all to me. His love is ever true. I love to tell how he lifted me and what his grace can do for you. Saved by his power divine, saved for you life sublime. Life now is sweet, and my joy is complete, because I'm saved, saved, saved. He saves me from every sin and harm, secures my soul each day. I'm leaning strong on his mighty arm, I know he'll guide me all the way. When poor and needy, all alone, in love he said to me, Come unto me and I'll lead you home. Live with me eternally. Glenn, have forgiven place saved, saved, saved for us. Oh. 
life sublime Life now is sweet and my joy is complete For I'm saved, saved, saved When poor and needy and all alone In love he said to me Come on to me and I'll hymn about the joy of salvation is by Mr. Jack Schofield. Mr. Schofield was born July the 17th, 1882 in Beulah, Kansas. Jack graduated from Baker University in Baldwin City, Kansas in 1906. He taught school, became an evangelistic singer, and worked for the Home Mission Board from 1912 to 17 and 1919. Around age 49, he entered the real estate field in Fort Scott, Kansas, and in 1950, he retired and moved to Poplar Bluff, Missouri, where he died on June 2, 1972. Our hymn story begins in July of 1910, where the Baptist evangelist Mordecai Ham held an evangelistic campaign in Gonzales, Texas. Ham was the evangelist who was used in 1934 to lead Billy Graham to faith in Christ. Ham was preaching on the subject, Christ our Refuge. In the audience was a man that had killed four men. The man had despaired that there was any hope for him, but praise the Lord, he listened and believed God's promise. He listened to Ham explain that Christ is a refuge for sinners of any and every stripe and that the cities of refuge in the Old Testament are a type of Christ who is a haven of hope and eternal forgiveness for all who will flee to him. Halfway through the sermon, the man jumped up from his seat and shouted, Saved! 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 Sitting there in his seat, he had found Christ as his refuge. J.P. Jack was so inspired that the next morning he composed both the words and music for this hymn while he sat outside the hotel where the ham party was staying. Schofield wrote that the melody just came to me almost as a gift. Then I simply tried to make the words fit the tune. That night the tabernacle audience heard the song for the first time, and for years it was the most popular favorite of evangelistic campaigns. The events that caused him to write this song were a good illustration of song. 116 and 6. When I was in great need, he saved me. Titus 3 5 reminds us, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. And Acts 4 12 tells us of the only source of salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other than 
no, none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Have you ever thought of Jesus as your friend? Now, we know he's our creator. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, beyond anything our minds can conceive. But there are some things he's revealed to us in his word by his Holy Spirit that we need to consider. If we set aside his time, we can be still and know who he is, and it's amazing what will happen. Spending time in meditation or deep thought about our Lord is one of the most wonderful experiences we can have. A time of just sitting with Jesus, spending time with him, and allowing him to make changes in our mind and the way we think, it's the most productive thing we can do in our Christian life. That's in my experience. It can be an attitude adjustment or a time of reality revealed or even a life-changing idea revealed to you. When we be begin to realize how deep God's love is for us, we just begin to get a glimpse of what that love entails. His love for us is different than love that we know. If love is not conditional, think about it. He loved us beyond the foundation of the earth, before the elements were made. While we were yet sinners, unlovable, unworthy, and worthless. Why this is so is is hard, and sometimes in some respects it's impossible to understand, except the fact that we were created by him in his image and that's maybe that's why he loved us he made us free moral agents with the ability to choose you know that's how we are like him his desire was that we would choose to love him to the point of obedience desiring to please him more than ourselves, and have that relationship with him. That was the purpose of our creation. We destroyed our relationship by God by choosing to do what we wanted to do ourselves instead of God's plan for our lives, tainting our creation with sin. Well, God has no part in sin. And that sin disqualified us from a relationship with God. And because of God's character, sin separates us from God. Like the song says, I love to tell the story how he lifted me, and man, I do. I thank God for that. His love and his ability to do anything made a way that he could lift me out and cleanse me of the sin. His grace did this for me. And you know what? He can do that for you too. His power is divine. And it saved me to a new life sublime. Life now and forevermore is sweet. And my joy is complete. 
by the sacrifice on the cross, and certainly not anything I could ever do. His sacrifice is quite sufficient. Nothing else is needed. You see, his sacrifice cleaned me of all unrighteousness. Nothing can endanger my eternity now, forever and ever. We can lean on his mighty arm because he's trustworthy. And when we trust him, we know he'll guide our every way. I was saved when I was a young boy. I can't remember the exact age. I think I've become under conviction somewhere of 10, 11. I had gone to an RA camp that summer, and when it came time to go to Vespers, I didn't want to go. And I inquired if I had to go, and I was told, no, you don't have to. So I stayed in the bunk area. A young counselor took that as a sign that, I had, that he had a hell-bent bound center on his hands, and he needed to do some powerful soul winning. And he proceeded to take his Bible out and lay it on me. No doubt I needed that exposure, but I was far too young, and I didn't understand the things he was talking about. But that exposure to the personal gospel I needed, and it set the seeds of thought for later thinking on my part. I certainly had not been a good boy. I remember lying to my dad about my schoolwork, get out of whipping, because I'd really been bad. I had some really bad adults and, and young adults already in my life, and that gave me a low opinion of myself and exasperated, exasperated the situation. And honesty was really not one of my strong suits. I remember being to feel bad about it, and not knowing why, except it displeased my parents. Of course, there were other things in my life, as there are in all our lives. Now, we had started attending Ashton Avenue Baptist Church at a revival meeting that had been held out on Lee's Town Road, right down the road from where we lived. And that night we had sat in our car and listened to the sermon because all the seats were taken in the tent. And standing outside the tent, it was full. Well, that night when the invitation was given, Mom and Dad both decided to join Ashton Avenue Baptist Church. Dad and Mom were going through some really tough times in so many ways at that time, and I'm sure God had used this as an opportunity to get them involved in a local church. So that began our journey, life, uh, our life at Ashton Avenue under the pastoral leadership of Clarence Walker. To those of you that know of Clarence Walker, Pastor Walker was a great Bible teacher, and he was the founder of Lexington Baptist College, he was also known as Mr. Baptist by everyone. Every summer, we went to vacation Bible school at uh, Ashton Avenue Baptist Church, and we all lined up outside the doors of the church, and Pastor Walker would come to the door, and he'd ring that handbell to let us know it was time to start. 
they had a little school buses that was running pick us up and bring us in there the crowds were huge there were lots of kids we had some awful exciting times in bible school and many of my childhood friends were made right there one session in bible school pastor walker sharing about what hell was like well you know how kids are and i was no different as the explanation of hellfire and damnation was being described, subscribe, described, I was talking and cutting up with the kids on my pew, and I missed a lot about what he said. But I heard enough that I got a description of how awful a place that was going to be. I eased uh, off that night into a fitful sleep as I climbed into bed. And I was tossing and turning as I slept, and I dreamed the most realistic dream I've ever had. It was so real. Suddenly, I was in a hot place, and it was getting hotter by the second. There was an awful sense of dread and doom. It was horrible with a hope full of anxiety, depression, it was just unspeakable. And then, all of a sudden, I was falling and falling and falling and falling. And it seemed like forever. And then with a terrible flood, I hit the floor. I had fallen out of the bed and I hit the floor. Well, I began to wake and my body was sweating and my first thought was, all kinds of joyous feelings that it had only been a dream. Getting back into my bed by thoughts of what had just happened, I began to realize my condition. I was a sinner. Now, I didn't understand all that, but I knew I was in desperate need. I realized I didn't know what to do about it. I understood Pastor Walker had been talking about about it and I'd been goofing off but at that moment I felt hopeless and all alone finally I got back to sleep and I could not wait to get back to church the next morning and hear what Pastor Walker had to say this day I can't remember if he talked about the hellfire and brimstone sermon like he did the day before but the part I was listening for did come I learned God loved me. He did not want me to go to that awful place of wailing and gnashing of teeth. They have no rest, neither day nor night, and the smoke of their torment is sent it up forever and ever, because I'd heard that. No, he loved me after all. He had made a way for me to come to him, and he would take me home to be with him, to live forever. My friend, may I share, he loves you too. And like he did for me, he'll do for you. He died for you too. Yes, he included you. There is nothing in your life that you've done that cannot be washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. His sacrifice is sufficient. sufficient. He has done it all. 
You just must accept that by faith. Believe in him and what he has done for you. I hope you understand that. If you've never done it, you will. Now, if you'd like to talk more to me about that, you could get a hold of me by email, and I'd just love to write you back. My email is glendawson at twc.com. Also, reach me at glenn at saxonmusic.com. Remember, Glenn has two ends in it. God has been gracious to allow us this podcast, and we are so thankful for this. Even though we did not ask anyone for money, we have had help from our audience. When our songs are played, we receive a, a streaming royalty. It's a small amount. We get five cents. But we want to say thank you for that because you know what? That builds up when all the people listen to it. So thanks for listening to our songs. As you listen to our music, while you're traveling or working around the house or whatever you are doing, we trust you enjoy the music and pray it's a spiritual blessing to you. Remember, you are helping keep our ministry going just by listening. If you don't have a streaming service already to listen to our music free on, just sign up the web uh, on the web to YouTube audio channel. And that address is www.youtube forward slash the at symbol. And we are forgiven all run together. And you can listen to our songs. While you're there, you can check out our video channel too. We have some things that might be of interest to you there. If you have Alexa or Echo, just say, play the music of Glenn Dawson and listen as long as you like for free. If you're not getting our newsletter, go to our website at glenndawsonea.com, that's two N's in Dawson and Glenn, and click on newsletter. Well, folks, that concludes our podcast another time here this week. Hey, we want to see you back again next week because we love you. Until then, God bless you. And remember this, we love, we love you, you all. Bye, Bye for, for now. now.